good morning again to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, and I hope you do, turn with me to Matthew chapter 2. Gospel of Matthew chapter 2 is where we're going to be looking into God's Word today and uh, allowing Him to give us direction and, and learning from Him and being led by His Spirit. Last week we talked a little bit about uh, Christmas gifts. and We talked about uh, what we might bring as a gift to our Lord this Christmas. And we talked about things that, that don't cost us anything. But we talked about being willing to give to Him freely from our hearts and our lives, uh, from that which He's blessed us with. And so, so I looked a little bit deeper. Industry experts project, and I don't know where they uh, take these surveys, but they project that the average person will spend over $900 per person on Christmas gifts this year. 900 per person. I don't think I spend 900 on everybody for Christmas, let alone per person. But they say that we will spend as Americans over a trillion dollars altogether on Christmas this year. Now, I thought about that and the, the price of Christmas, the price tag that goes with it. There is uh, an old song uh, that came from England in 1780, The Twelve Days of Christmas. You might have heard of it and maybe sung it a time or two in your life. And the idea is that the gifts were to be more extravagant and expensive as the days progressed. And I was thinking about the price. Well, what, what would be the price of those, those gifts in that song? And I searched and I searched. I couldn't find anything that would tell me the price in 1780. But I found something that gave us the price of those gifts today. And I thought it was pretty interesting. A partridge in a pear tree, $220. Don't know where they come up with these numbers. Two turtle doves, $375. Uh, French hens, $182. I don't know. Hens must not be as expensive as partridges or turtle doves, but uh, calling birds, $600, golden rings, $825, geese a-laying, $360, swans a-swimming, $13,125, maids a-milking, boy, swans swimming, maids milking, 58 bucks. I don't know. It's, you know, I didn't, you know, I just wrote down the numbers, right? Ladies dancing, 7,553. I don't know how we go from maids of milking to ladies dancing in such a big discrepancy, but hey, there it is. Lords a leaping. Okay? Now we've got ladies dancing, 7,553. Lords a leaping, only 5,618. So lords leaping are not as expensive as, as ladies dancing. So pipers piping, uh, $2,708. And drummers drumming, remember there's 12 of them, $2,934. For a total Christmas gift of $34,559. Now, if that's just you purchase those things once, but if they're cumulative like you do in the song over and over, okay, right? So now $107,300.24 if the gifts are duplicated each day, as the song says, for the 364 gifts 
that would be given as Christmas. When we think about the high price, our thoughts generally go to finances, to money, to dollars and cents. However, if we look at Christmas, there was a high price that was not related to financial giving. And so let's look at God's Word this morning. Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 13. And it says, When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. He said, Get up! Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. And so he got up, and he took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled the word of the Lord, which had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, or the kings, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its surrounding area and vicinity who were two years old and under. In accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi, then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in the Ramah, weeping and mourning, and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because there are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in the dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up. Take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to a district of Galilee and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was Fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. Now, it's interesting to me, as we read through this passage of Scripture, uh, there are several of the prophecies about the life, the birth and the life and the death of Jesus who, that are revealed and are fulfilled in Jesus just in these few verses. Uh, that he would, you know, be called out of Egypt, that he would be from Nazareth. All of these things are indicated to us, and, and in God's Word they were prophecies foretelling about the coming of the Christ child, and in his birth these prophecies are fulfilled. As we think about that idea of the price tag, about what someone would pay at Christmas. I think about, as we read through those verses, some of the prices that were paid. We know that the price to Mary and Joseph was the comforts of home and family. That they had to flee, that they had to go somewhere and be somewhere that they weren't surrounded by family. They weren't accompanied by those that loved and cared for them. The price of the mothers and fathers of the male children in and around Bethlehem was the price of their child. That every male child under two years of age was put to death by Herod. And so there was a price that was paid this Christmas, not related to money, not related to finances, but related to the experiences of life. Mary and Joseph, the comforts of home, they were traveling from here to there. They were tossed from pillar to post. They, they weren't at home. They weren't with their family. They, they weren't with those comforts. The price to the mothers and fathers who lost their male children two years of age and under. The cost of the shepherds 
who they were neglecting their duties and responsibilities in coming to see the Christ child. The cost to the wise men, as we refer to them. A long, long journey. Expensive gifts that they brought. And then also the deceit of a vengeful king who we know has no problem putting even little children to death. And so imagine the fear that they must have experienced knowing that they had deceived such a vengeful king. The cost of the father in giving his only son and the cost of a son who would eventually give his only life for your sins and for mine. You see, the price of Christmas is a high price. And so the question we really want to ask this morning is, is is it too high a price? Is the cost, is the price that would be paid by our Heavenly Father too high of a price? And so there are a few things that I want us to see this morning to help us answer that question. Is it too high of a price? The first is this, the price of Christmas is too high if it does not mean hope. If that Christmas when Christ was born does not bring to us hope, hope in our hearts, hope in our lives, if it doesn't bring hope and encouragement and strength for our faith and our spiritual journey, then the price was too high. But if, as God intended, the coming of the Christ child brings hope to our hearts, hope to our lives, and hope for our future, then the price is not too high. The Old Testament prophecies had pointed to the coming of the Messiah, who would be the great deliverer for 4,000 years. There had been in 400 years of silence from our Lord and God. And no one knew. They were waiting and wondering. And then the waiting time had been long and the world was growing weary of waiting. It was a <coughs> world left with little or no hope. He had promised the Christ child. He had promised the Messiah. He had promised to deliver. But where is he? 400 years of silence. We've heard nothing. The message of the Christ is a message of great hope. And those who heard it on that first Christmas, had hope for their future. Only those who do not know Christ, the Christ of Christmas, are living a hopeless life. But if we know Him, if we've met Him, if, if we have engaged in a relationship with Him, then we are living with a great, great hope in our hearts and in our lives. And the price that was paid, it's not too great a price to bring hope to the world. The second thing that I want to see is that the price of Christmas is too high if we do not receive God's gift. You see, Christmas is a time that we give gifts, but we remember that we were given a gift. John 3.16 says what? For God so loved the world that He gave. He gave us a gift of His only Son who was to be the Savior of the world. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 says, But God demonstrated His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so He gave us the gift of His Son who would die to pay the price for our sins. And the price of Christmas is not too high if we receive that gift. If that gift was, was sent and that gift is ignored, and that gift is, is not used, and that gift is not valued, then, then, yeah, the price was too high. That God would send His only Son to die. But if we receive that gift, if we allow and receive God's blessing from His love for our life, then the price is not too high. First John chapter 4 and verse 10 says this, In this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us 
and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. That God gave us the gift of His Son to pay the price for our sins. To pay the price for, for the things that we have done. And He says it's not too high of a price if you receive that gift. But if we don't receive that gift, then He says the cost was too much. The price was too high. No one can understand the first Christmas until they experience the love of God that comes through Christ Jesus. No one can understand what it means for the Father of Heaven to send His only Son to earth in the form of an infant child, vulnerable and and weak as He was as as an infant, and, and into a sinful world until we begin to understand the Christ of Christmas and what it means to our life. When we receive the love of God through the gift of God and that we share the gift of that love with others is when Christmas really begins to make sense to us. When we really begin to understand what that first Christmas was all about. The price of Christmas is too high if we do not experience the forgiveness of sins. Receiving the gift of God and experiencing the forgiveness of our sins. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21 says this, And he shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The forgiveness of sins that comes through the gift of Christ Jesus. Not only did He give us the gift of His love, His mercy that He's extended to us in grace, but He has given us the gift of forgiveness. And the price is too high if we do not experience that forgiveness. If we do not truly know what it means for God to have forgiven us of our sins, and the Scripture says to have cleansed us from all unrighteousness. But that only comes through the gift of His Son. It only comes through experiencing the Christ of Christmas and understanding the price that He paid. That there was a, a need for a life to be given, blood to be shed, and a sacrifice to be made. And only a perfect and pure Lamb, the Son of God, could pay the price for all sin for all time. And He paid that price that we might receive forgiveness of sin. The price of Christmas is too high if we do not proclaim the good news. It's one thing to receive it. It's another thing to share it. It's another thing to let others know the gift that we've received of God's grace and love and mercy and forgiveness is available for them to receive as well. And so he calls us to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the lost world. Scripture says we, the angels sang that night, we bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. Good news of great joy. We're bringing a message of the salvation that comes through Christ Jesus, the Son of God, who is born tonight into this world. And he says, I call you to share that same message. That good news with great joy of the birth of the Christ child, who brings forgiveness of sins and grace and mercy to our lives. Christmas means something more to us when we know that we've shared a message with those who are lost that is a message of forgiveness, grace, mercy, love, a message that brings hope to the hopeless when they can know Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. The price of Christmas is too high if we do not exercise our faith. All of our journey, all of our spiritual journey is about our faith. It's about a faith that, that trusts in Christ. It's about a faith that believes in His forgiveness of sin. It is by faith, the Scripture says, that you are saved. It's by faith. 
It's the faith that we have in Him and the gift that God has given us and the forgiveness that He offers through His sacrifice and His death that allows us to, in our life, have faith and trust in Him. To experience the hope that He has offered. Faith is essential. It's essential for our spiritual journey. It's essential for us to understand Christmas. It's experience for, it is, is essential for us to be able to experience His forgiveness of sins and, and to receive the grace and mercy that He offers and to know the love that God has for us. For God so loved the world that He gave. He gave the greatest gift that has ever been given. And that's His Son, Jesus. And that in His Son, Jesus, He says that the world might not be condemned but that the world might be saved. That we might know Him through faith in believing the truth of His Word, in believing the gospel message of Jesus Christ, in believing the purpose of His coming, the reason for His arrival that many, many years ago on that first Christmas, knowing what it means for Him to have lived a pure and sinless life, tempted, the Scripture says, in every manner such as we are, yet without sin never yielding to that temptation. And finally, the perfect sacrifice offered on the cross, the cruelty that was bestowed upon Him in order to pay the price for our sins. And when we know that, when we understand that, when we have faith in that, then we have hope. We have hope for today. We have hope for tomorrow. And we have hope for a future eternity in the kingdom of heaven. But without that, We have no hope. Without that faith, there is no promise of eternal life and a future inheritance in the kingdom of heaven. And so we have to have faith. The price of Christmas is too high if we do not respond to the Lord. The the, the price of Christmas is too great if we do not receive His gift. If we do not experience His forgiveness. If we do not, in faith, share the message of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with the lost world. For tonight, the angel said, we bring you good news of great joy. A joy that can only come through knowing Jesus Christ. The Christ of Christmas, who brings us hope, who brings us forgiveness, grace, mercy, and allows us to experience the love of God. So this morning, we're going to have an invitation here. And any time that we sing an invitation hymn, it is an invitation for us to make decisions about our life. Make decisions about our future and and where we are in relationship to the Lord. And so this morning as we sing the invitation hymn, I want you to think about Christmas. I want you to think about the price that the Father paid in order for you and I to experience His love, to receive His grace and mercy and forgiveness And for us to have hope. Hope today, hope tomorrow, and hope for a future in the kingdom of heaven. And as you think about that, I want you to look at your life and go, Hey, this Christmas, where am I? Where am I in relationship to all of these things? Did He pay too high a price for me? Or have I made the price that He paid worthwhile because of my faith, my commitment, my my receiving of the gift of grace and mercy and, and forgiveness that He's given And God says, I I didn't pay too high a price as long as you receive it. I didn't pay too high a price as long as you're willing to accept it and you're willing in faith to share it with others. But if you're just going to ignore it, if you're just going to let it go, if you're just going to kind of wander through life aimlessly without it, 
then the price was too high. But I believe this morning the message he sends to us is that he was willing to pay that price because he loves us so much. And so if there's a decision on your heart this morning, won't you come as we stand and we sing?